not really getting love for my mother. She was on drugs. I remember days that I used to sit in the living room on the floor playing the game, and she used to sit on the couch behind me and my brother while we played the game, and she would be smoking crack cocaine during that time. And I remember days, you know, running around the house, getting chased by her so she could beat me and stuff like that for no apparent reason. We went down to the Department of Social Services and uh, got into a foster home. And when we got into the foster home, we didn't stay there long, and then I ended up going to Timothy Hill. Foster care has been criticized for failing to meet the needs of children from allowing kids to age out of the system without safety nets in place to struggling to adequately support youth and families. One in five young people who age out of the system will become homeless. One in four will be involved in the justice system within two years of leaving foster care. It's estimated that more than 40% of youth who age out won't complete high school. Welcome to today's Mid-South Viewpoint program. I'm Byron Tyler, and starting nearly 40 years ago, Timothy Hill provided a safe haven for at-risk young people who are facing times of abuse, neglect, or in crises. Today, we have the executive director on the program, Thaddeus Hill. Thaddeus has flown down from New York, I believe. Is that right? Yes, sir. And that's where Timothy Hill originated almost 40 years ago. It's interesting to see the progression of this organization in the past 40 years. It's quite amazing, actually. Yes, sir. It's been an interesting story to see it unfold, and it continues to unfold, and we're uh, blessed to be a part of it. Okay, so there was a pastor, and I understand he was actually from Tennessee. I don't know what part of Tennessee he was from. He and his wife were pastoring up in New York in Riverhead, where the work started. They had a son that got this vision, seeing their parents give back to kids in need. Tell us that story. It's just an incredible story. Well, it's a great story to tell and one that I love to tell because it's a story of my parents. This was my father, Jerry Hill, who was born in West Tennessee, outside of a little a town called Dresden, Tennessee. Grew up on a tobacco farm and uh, ended up going to college at Freed Hardeman College and then over to uh, Harding College in, in Arkansas. Met my mom there. In 1965, they made the decision to move from Columbia, Tennessee, where they were working with the church there, decided to move up to New York, and they thought at that time they might do mission work for a couple of years and work with a church. But taking young people off the streets and helping young people from broken places was just always a part of what was involved in mom and dad's life. And so Timothy, growing up around that, captured a vision. But he also, being born in Tennessee, Timothy was born at Murray County Hospital in Columbia, Tennessee. He loved growing up on a farm. He loved scouting. He loved fishing. He loved anything that had to do with outdoors. Okay, what was the age difference between you and Timothy? Almost 14 years. So he really was a big brother. He was a big brother, but I did not get a chance to really know him. I was only three months old at his passing. Timothy's love and passion for outdoors, particularly horses, by the age of 12, he had bought and paid for his own Appaloosa, and he came to my mom and dad and expressed to them that he had an interest in being able to start a home for the type of young people he saw coming in and out of our home. But he wanted it specifically to be in an agricultural setting. He wanted it to be in a place where they could have wide open spaces and particularly that they could enjoy horses because that was such a love and a passion of his. I mean, what's interesting here, too, can I call you Thud? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is actually pronounced Thaddeus, which is the Greek pronunciation versus Thaddeus. And so I got Thud in sixth grade out of Thaddeus. (laughs) My friend just shortened it up. I like that. That's the way it went. Well, talking about your brother Timothy, the passion that I see in this young heart when he's like 11 years old doing two or three paper routes, trying to make money. Your mom's getting calls from real estate agents because he's trying to talk about buying land so he can open up a place like this for care for these young people. 
he's got a heart. He's got a vision. A- absolutely. It tragically came to an end when he was 13 years old at a bicycle wreck. Yeah, May 11th, 1972. And again, I was I was born February 1st, 1972. So I was only three months old. I have two older brothers that were seven and five at the time. Timothy was 13, almost 14. And he was um, riding his bike to school that day because one of his paper routes had not delivered the papers that morning so he literally went around in the neighborhood to 106 i believe houses in that neighborhood to let each of their his customers know the paper wasn't coming and because of that he missed the school bus that morning wow did he it, die instantly it was instantly he was hit by a semi-trailer so uh, oh. it was he was coming out of the neighborhood and it was killed instantly a parent's worst nightmare absolutely do you have children i do you i have do? three yes sir three. and yeah. i married a woman from columbia tennessee <laughs> did so, you really uh, so a lot of tennessee blood in my family and my children even though they've only known new york as their home uh, have a lot of tennessee blood in there as well now, i understand that football was a sport of yours back in high school and you went on to play of course you went to harding yes sir did you play football at harding played at harding i okay. played, played five years there and redshirted there and i had the pleasure of having my younger brother come and join me for three years there who ended up going to Abilene Christian University, and then from there ended up playing for the Seahawks for a couple of years. So we've uh-huh. had a definitely have a football-centric uh, well, family. You, you look like a football player. I can tell you that right now. You want now. to wrestle? <laughs> no, I don't want I'm to wrestle, kidding. no. <laughs> Originally in Riverhead, New York, is where the first ranch started, and that was, what, about 90 acres, I believe, or something like that? Yeah, it originally started as about 106 acres, and we've it, since we sold all some property, we've acquired some property, so it's about 90 acres right now. When Timothy died in 1972, mom was flooded with memories and started writing down a lot of memories about Timothy down on paper and ended up publishing a book called Graduation to Glory. And that was published in 1974. And proceeds from that book started coming in over the next couple of years. Some friends actually set up a bank account. So they just set that money aside and just felt like, you know, a couple of years later, a couple hundred thousand dollars had come in and they felt like it should go towards Timothy's dream. So that became kind of the rally cry for our family. Yes. And in 1976, we incorporated Timothy Hill Children's Ranch. Thud, as I opened up the program today with some of these statistics, one in five young people who age out of the system become homeless. I mean, that is so sad and a tragic thing that it shouldn't be. I mean, since your inception, you have touched the lives, reached about over a 1,000, I believe, maybe more, Yeah, but have come through your care nationwide i think the last number i saw there's over 400,000 plus foster care youth and children yeah there's a between about 440 to 460,000 nationwide yeah. the challenge is that most states only really provide what i would consider solid services to protecting a minor up until the age of 18 after 18 there's really not a lot of services in this state of tennessee there's a between 800 and 1,000 young people every year that turn 18 in the foster care system here in Tennessee. There's only 70 beds statewide that provide some form of housing for those young people that are transitioning to that older age of foster care. So this is not, dis, you know, that's not even dealing with statistically what's happening with other young people that are homeless and or that might be coming out of jail or other people that may have just never had the opportunity to be in foster care, but after high school are kind of kicked out and having to figure life out. Just the young people in the foster care system, 800 to 1,000 per year. Currently, Department of Children's Services in the state of Tennessee only captures about 400 at any given time that are in that range between 18 and 21 because they don't have the bed space. They don't have a program. And so 
we have some unique components to our program and that has specifically focused on that older demographic, that population that is in risk of being able to kind of hit the streets and potentially be homeless or get into some other problems if there isn't something that's intentionally done for them. So we've really focused a lot of our energy and efforts in the last 15 years on really looking towards that post-18 demographic to allow them to have workforce development skills and so training them in trades and giving them a marketable skill and ultimately just teaching them the value of work ethic uh, while being in a Christ-centered organization and being exposed to good people and healthy relationships on a daily basis. And so loving young people in an intentional way, but giving them a marketable skill and teaching them how to work is something that is grossly lacking in young people today in general. Even those with families. They're good with their thumbs on a phone. Exactly. But if you ask them to pick up a shovel, dig a ditch, swing a hammer, swing an axe, and not complain, or just learning how to grind through the day. So even in New York on Long Island, and most people think of New York, they think of New York City. People don't understand. First of all, the largest park in the continental U.S. is upstate New York. Adirondack State Park is over 6 million acres. So there's a lot of open space. Our county on Long Island is the largest agricultural producing county in New York State. We have about 43 vineyards on the east end of Long Island. There's agritourism. There's all kinds of um, agricultural stuff. And so for us, even in our little farm on Long Island, you know, we bale our own hay. We have our chicken house, about 200 chickens. We've got a garden. We've got an orchard. We've got a lot of things that these guys are involved in on the agricultural side, including about 20 horses, honoring Timothy's dream and, and being able to use horses as yeah. part of the therapy for these young people, but teaching them how to work, how to show up on a daily basis, how to be respectful to their boss, complete tasks, learn to get along with others. their skills that are going to benefit them throughout the rest of their lives. Again, young people in foster care in general are not getting that. They're not all going to go to college. They're not all going to go some of the traditional routes of military again or college. So what happens to those young people that fall through the cracks? And again, they're literally in the thousands every year that could potentially benefit from a program like this. And I'm very encouraged to hear that the governor here in Tennessee now really has a great heart and a focus for these types of young people that need to be put to work. And we're hoping that we can help accomplish that here in West Tennessee. And we've been battling a little bit for the last few years to try to accomplish that. And we're still hoping that we have the opportunity to do that here in West Tennessee. A section of land has been donated or given to your organization, the Fayette County area? We have a section of land of about 260 acres that has been pledged. Obviously, we're having to go through a zoning application to be able to get a special use permit to be able to utilize it for this. And so we've made that application with Fayette County. We've gone through the first couple rounds of hearings, and up to this point, we definitely have come across a lot of people in Fayette County who believe that this is a good concept and a good project and ones that will stand behind us. However, there are some who have rallied and used their relationships and influence with political relationships in the community to stand against this. We had a hearing last night that the Development Committee voted not to recommend this to the commissioners, even though we will still have a final hearing on February 26th at the Bill Kelly Criminal Justice Center courtroom. We will have that at 7 o'clock on that night, and we will have a final vote from the Fayette County commissioners as to whether or not they want to allow The application would allow for a maximum of 40 residents between the ages of 16 and 21 only coming out of the foster care system 
there would be no young people with any criminal background because that was something that was a big concern for the neighbors. And so we made it very clear in our application that we would submit to only young people with a non-criminal background coming out of the foster care system between the ages of 16 and 21. And with those 40 young people, they would be housed in about five residences. We have been told by the neighbors and some that stand opposed, and there were several last night that stood up and spoke eloquently on behalf of our project that our neighbors that felt like this was in fact there was one gentleman who said i was encouraged to come to this meeting tonight and it was told by my neighbors i needed to stand against this and he said as i'm hearing he literally stood up and said as i'm hearing this i think this is a good thing and he says i can't stand against this because it really would make a difference and i believe it would be something i would like to be a part of and this was a guy literally that walked in up the street in encouragement to be opposed to this from his neighbors and it wasn't a popular opinion So there are people who really believe in this, but one of the things, you know, there's been a lot of fear related to traffic, related to what happens when the kid walks off the property. But ultimately, what has been interesting, the main tone of what came out of everybody's concerns is, I'm concerned about my property values. I'm concerned about the investment that I've made out here that's going to be tarnished by having an institution that is going to change the whole fabric of our community. Yeah. And looking at your already the communities that you have in Riverhead, the one in Massachusetts, and of course the one in Tennessee just outside of the Nashville area, you can go and look at videos and website. I mean, you're looking at something that looks very pristine. It's like a retreat facility, and you actually use those facilities for people to come and retreat their families that are not associated with Timothy Hill. Let me clarify yeah. that. So our place in New York is primarily a residential facility, and we do have retreat centers in Massachusetts and Tennessee. That's kind of our second platform of service okay. as an organization. I want to also mention this. Of course, we're in Shelby County here in Memphis. I'm trying to remember if it's Shelby or Tipton, but it's right on the Shelby-Tipton line, the Tennessee Baptist Children's Home, who've been an organization for well over 100 years in the state of Tennessee, have a boys' ranch, working boys' ranch right at the edge of Shelby County right now. I've been out there taking this radio show on the road, done a live show, talked to the house parents, talked to the boys, went into the barns, saw the work ethic of them working with cattle and with horses, getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. There's not many young person at this age we're talking about that gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning to take care of cows and, and horses and does it enthusiastically like the young man that I met out at this ranch. So the potential here, in light of such a dismal condition we're in as a nation with foster care and needing to provide the resources for those transitioning from foster care, as you mentioned, most of our kids, when they get out of 18, even if they're living at home, don't have the skills, the work ethic or skills, to be able to go out and provide for themselves. And the foster care industry as a whole, with the exception of some, like you just mentioned, that agency that's on the edge of Shelby County, There are some agencies that do get that and really make sure that they're intentional in terms of how they're teaching and training young people to work and to be able to not just give them a fish, but teach them how to fish. Exactly. And unfortunately, a lot of the foster care system is dealing with uh, the safety and abuse and neglect and dealing with the trauma of what a young person has gone through. The whole focus of the program is dealing with that, but not... How am I preparing this young person for the next 10 years to be able to help provide for themselves? You you talked about the trauma. You talked about some of the issues that young people are going through. You brought with you from, I guess, the residents in New York. Owen's with us today. Owen, welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Welcome. Is this your first time in Memphis? No, it's my second time. Okay. Well, glad to have you here today. Tell me a little about your story. I grew up in a home with both my parents there. I just wasn't really getting along. Like, I didn't fit in. 
and I wasn't appreciating all that they gave to me, and I kind of took it for granted. And so I started getting in trouble at school and not going to school sometimes. I didn't have any problems with the law, but it was just my problems at home that got me to Timothy Hill. And my parents actually have a connect with Thud, so that's kind of how I got there. And I came, and like, I didn't really like it at first. I was just... I was why, why didn't you like it? It was rules, and I was just trying to do what I wanted to do. It took me a while to kind of adjust. I feel like now I'm in a good spot, and it's been... What were some of the things that started showing you that you were in a good spot? I can see improvements in my attitude in my school. I finished high school a year and a half early, so I finished three years of school in one year at Timothy Hill because of their school that they have. I'm now looking to go to college and stuff two years early. What are some of your dreams? What do you want to do? So I'm trying to go into the physical therapy field. So I'm trying to go upstate New York to Cortland to graduate there having my master's in physical therapy. Well, that's great. So, I mean, one, I'm sure many thought that you get to pour yourself into through the work at Timothy Hill. Absolutely. One of the fun things, and I was talking to Owen about this yesterday, that, you know, working with young people who curse you out or, you know, are fighting and screaming and kind of kicking and clawing along the way that are resisting what you know is best for them. But when you stay the course with young people, when you don't give in, I'm a firm believer. John Eldridge talks about this in some of his books, the Wild at Heart series that I read 20 plus years ago. Passivity is the one quality that breeds more resentment in the heart of a young person than any other quality. And so I'm a firm believer that if there's going to be change in somebody's life, it's first of all, we've got to be rooted in love. But I can't be passive in the way that I'm pouring into a young person, which means, and, and Owen and I have butted heads many times and had some knockdown drag outs in terms of him trying to back me off of a position that I believe was right as the parental figure in the role that I was playing at Timothy Hill. I think that as time has gone on and I have consistently respected him and loved him, though he hasn't always agreed with me, I believe that that has helped him develop a, a different level of understanding and he's matured in the process and it doesn't mean that i was right every single time there were times i needed to apologize if i didn't respond as well as i needed to but the big picture for his life was such that you know oh we need to learn how to take responsibility for his actions he needed to learn how to focus on his goals and dreams and where he was going moving forward but making sure that he was protecting and nurturing the relationships in his life in an authentic way rather than burning bridges in the process because of his own attitudes and behaviors and so once he got that you know it really started clicking you can see it's not only impacted his relationships with his parents his siblings but even the young people that are at the ranch he is a leader that is helping to influence young people to make better decisions and he's not one of the guys that's trying to get around the system he has actually chosen to embrace it but that's what good parenting does that's what intentional relationships do owens a product and he's yeah i mean he's a guy that's Again, graduated a year and a half early. He's got a 95 average. You know, he's on the honor roll. And because he was able to actually do double sessions, we have a home instructors that are sent to us by the local school district, and we supplement it with our own teachers, and we're allowed to let the kids do an online curriculum. Before we continue, because we don't have a whole lot of time left, also you have a staff member that's a former resident from Timothy Hill. Stephen is here. Welcome, Stephen, to Memphis. Uh, have you had any of our good barbecue since you've been here? Not yet. One of the great places about two doors down called Central Barbecue. Oh, we will take them to Central, yeah, yes, sir. You've got to have some of those ribs. So tell me your position at Timothy Hill. I'm one of the AODs that is a supervisor there. What is some of your daily activity and responsibility? To mentor with the residents, speak to them, and um, 
Just do a lot of talking. A lot of conflict <laughs> resolution. So you, you formerly are a resident, and how long were you a resident when you first came, and how long did you stay at Timothy Hill? I came to Timothy Hill in 1989 and stayed there to 1994. Can you tell me a little backstory of what life was like before you came to Timothy Hill? I grew up in a house with just my mother and four siblings. My father was in and out of jail, so I was dealing with a lot of... Uh, whoopings and not really getting love for my mother. She was on drugs. I remember days that I used to sit in the living room on the floor playing the game and she used to sit on the couch behind me and my brother while we played the game and she would be smoking crack cocaine during that time. And I remember days, you know, running around the house, getting chased by her so she could beat me and stuff like that for no apparent reason. We went down to the Department of Social Services and uh, got into a foster home. And when we got to the foster home, we didn't stay there long. And then I ended up going to Timothy Hill. I want to mention the point that Steve and his brother at 12 and 13 years old requested that their aunt transport them to Department of Social Services, to Children's Services, to place themselves in foster care. So not a whole lot of young people have the courage to do that. But he felt like that it was a better option than continuing where they were at. So there was definitely a transformation for you, Stephen, at Timothy Hill. Absolutely. I'm so happy to this day that I ended up there. I think that God placed me back at Timothy Hill so I could give back the same way that they gave me. What's that been like going on the other side? I'm so happy about it. Um, I see myself in a lot of the residents that's there. I was non-compliant. I was cursing out staff. I was doing all the things that I see that the residents do to this day. But I believe that when I get up every morning to go to Timothy Hill, I don't feel like I'm going to work. I feel like God placed me there for me to uh, go back and give back exactly for what happened to me and to deal with situations every day like people dealt with me. Thud had told me when I was younger that when I was going through that, one day I'm going to grow up to be a man and a father and I'm going to be able to treat my kids better than the way my parents treated me. So I see a ring on your finger. So are you married? Eight years and ten months. You got children? Yes, four. four two children. girls and two boys. How about that? Wow. And my wife also works at Timothy Hill. She's Thud's executive assistant. What a great story. Thud, right now you're looking to go before the full commission at the Fayette County Commissioners at the end of this month of February to hear a final resolution whether or not uh, the approval will be met for you to be able to open up this facility. Yes, sir. That's February 26th at 7 o'clock at the Bill Kelly Criminal Justice Center. Yeah, you know, I truly believe in my heart of hearts the people of Fayette County are good people. Most of them are God-fearing people. Even the ones who stood opposed to us last night, the ones who did not vote for us last night, I believe they're good people. And I don't believe that they really have a heart that is aligned against young people coming out of vulnerable situations. So I don't believe that to be the case. I think that we started this process about three years ago. We attempted to meet with neighbors there was some fear that set in early on that has just caused people to become entrenched in this fear that has been spoken, whether it was going to be criminals, whether it was going to be change the fabric of our community. The reality is in 260 acres, five houses, it's such a large piece of property. Nobody's going to even know what's going on day in, day out within the confines right. of that. There's actual farm fields there what we can actually farm. There's trails for horses already there. There is a house structure already on there. There's a pond The opportunity to just teach young people the value for life and love and relationships in that setting is ideal. And we look for a remote area. We look for uh, an agricultural setting. But we did not come shopping for this. We were approached by a a friend and a supporter of the ranch that actually said, I want to show you a piece of property I have. And we have been working in partnership with him and his wife to attempt to 
utilize this property. Even when people told us, they said, we think what you're doing is a great idea. We just don't think it's a great fit for this neighborhood. Would you consider going somewhere else? I said, absolutely. If you know somebody else in Fayette County or in Shelby County that wants to donate 260 acres to us, I would love to have a conversation with them or yeah. 100 acres. And we're talking prime real estate. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, at this point, we haven't been approached by anybody else. So we but, felt like this was a door that we needed to walk right. through. And, and the potential here, you know, getting this off the ground, you know, obviously it takes a lot of prayer and a lot of work to see it come to fruition. But the potential here, Thud and, and Stephen and Owen, we see the stories here. These transform lives. Absolutely. This is just a drop in the bucket, if you will, in comparison to the great, enormous need to tackle foster care, right, Stephen? That's correct. And quite honestly, we don't want to compete with the other agencies in the state that are working with young people that are under the age of 18. And there's many agencies in the state uh, that are Christ-centered and, and some that may not be, but that are that are doing good work, though, in helping this vulnerable population. So what we really want to do, and I feel like God has led us as an organization, is to address that niche that really is not being served well. And a lot of services at their 18th birthday go away. And for a lot of those young people, it results in them ultimately becoming potentially incarcerated, homeless, strung out on drugs, turning to the streets. And we want to avoid that yeah. by giving them something that allows them, again, to learn how to fish for the future. Okay. But how can we get more details and keep up with your story and find out more information? I would go to timothyhill.org. And obviously, uh, people are welcome to shoot emails to us, have questions. We love people to visit our sites. We are a hospitality-centric organization, and that really comes from my mom, who's from Oklahoma, dad's from Tennessee. That is the gifting of who they are. And we don't have a whole lot of time, but I just want to say this in closing, too, that you mentioned the retreat centers, specifically the one in Tennessee right outside of Nashville. This is a pristine, beautiful lake and cabins, and this is a retreat center for families listening to us right now that want to get away for a little R&R with the family, enjoy the great outdoors, you've got that facility available. Yeah, that is the retreat at Center Hill Lake, and that is the retreat at Center Hill, which is on Center Hill Lake, just an hour east of Nashville, six miles off of I-40. So it's very accessible. It is currently operating as a retreat center, but we are also currently in the licensing process to, with Department of Children's Services to get that license to have some of those transitional youth to learn the hospitality industry while they're working within that retreat center. But we have about a 200-bed facility. We have a lodge that has 26 rooms that has recently been upgraded. The views are spectacular, and we have a lot of facilities there. And, uh, yeah, it's a 160-acre piece of land right in the uh, heart of Middle Tennessee. So beautiful. Spectacular. Got to go to the website, friend, timothyhill.org, timothyhill.org. Learn more information. Keep this whole situation in your prayers. We'll be hopefully bringing you updates in the future and the progress of how this plays out for the commission there in Fayette County. Again, thanks, Thud, Stephen, Owen. Thank thanks you. so much, guys, for stopping Appreciate by. Appreciate you. Thanks so much. Thank you for what you're doing for Christ's kingdom to transform lives. Thank you very much. And I would just say to your listeners, if there are members of Fayette County that believe that helping young people transitioning in foster care would like to come out on February 26th, we would love for you to come to the Fayette County hearing you know, with the commissioners and speak for this project, even if you don't know Timothy Hill that well. All right. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I hope you'll listen and stay tuned to Bot Radio Network here on AM640 and FM100.7 in Memphis. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.